This is Carrie Gephardt, and you're listening to Five for Fruit, your five-minute fix for Reformed theology and practice. What we do here is go back, 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 back. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits on the right hand of the Father Almighty. From whence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Welcome back to another episode of Five for Fruit. Thanks for being patient with me, guys, not having an episode last week. I was finishing up Summer Greek, and I am happy to inform you that I survived. I got my grades back, and I'm on to the next phase of my seminary education. So thank you for being patient with me and understanding with me. And uh, But we are back now. We are back for a, another episode of Five for Fruit. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I just want to point you once again back to Episode 8, where we began a series about what it means to be Reformed. We were just recently discussing the historical nature of, of being a Reformed Christian. And we did that by looking at the five solas of the Protestant Reformation. And I was very delighted to have on pastor and author Nate Pickowicz for a special finale episode of that five solas series to talk about his most recent book, Why We're Protestant. And I hope you enjoyed that, even though it was longer than five minutes. But now we're talking about the next thing that I mentioned in episode eight. I said, being Reformed means we're historical and creedal. And, of course, my friend Tony Arsenal over at the Reformed Brotherhood disagrees with my terminology of creedal. He'd rather us use Catholic, and that's fine as well. Creedal or Catholic. And I want to talk a little bit more about what I mean by that. Now, one of the things that the Reformers wanted to do was not only show how they were different than the Catholic Church, but also show that they still affirmed all of the decisions that the first five centuries of the of the of the church, the, the councils, had made. An example number one of this is the fact that in Reformed churches, we still can uh, confess together the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, and the Athanasian Creed. So let's talk about the Apostles' Creed today. The earliest forms of it are found as early as the second century of the church, and the Apostles' Creed represents what the early church called the rule of faith. And this rule of faith guided early Christians on what the core teachings of the church and those who are in the church should believe, what they should confess. So the Apostles' Creed functions as a filter for orthodoxy and represents a set of uncompromisable foundational beliefs that true Christians must be able to affirm. And rather than being contrary to the Word of God, all the statements in the Apostles' Creed can be deduced and found taught in the Word of God. And this is why the Reformers included the Apostles' Creed in their historic catechisms to show that they were not a new church, but rather a continuation of the Catholic universal church as described and written down in the creeds and councils 
of the early church. So I want to encourage any of you who are listening, be a part of a church which confesses the creeds and connects your local church to Christian orthodoxy of the historical church down through the ages. Well, until next week, may you bear much fruit to the glory of God. Pfeiffer Fruit is a proud member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters. Check out more members of the Society at reformedpodcasts.com. Subscribe, rate, and review Five for Fruit on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Give the Facebook podcast page a like and join the group for more discussion. Leave Carrie a voicemail at 708-740-0098. Leave him an email at info at fiveforfruit.com. And visit the website, fiveforfruit.com, to listen to past episodes and to read articles. Until next time, this is Five for Fruit, your five-minute fix for Reformed theology and practice.